see so much confusion about the topic of PCOS, and that is why this first episode of the PCOS Repair Podcast is going to finally get clear on what PCOS is and how to reverse it. I see so many people wondering, do they have PCOS? Or having been told by their doctor that they do, what is the best way to to fix it, to make it better? And they spend so much time and energy trying to figure it out. It doesn't have to be confusing. And by the end of this episode, you will finally walk away with a clear understanding of what polycystic ovarian syndrome is. You're listening to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of PCOS and how to repair the imbalances in your hormones naturally with a little medical help sprinkled in. Hi, I'm Ashleen Korczak, and with many years of medical and personal experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome, it is my joy to watch women reverse their PCOS as they learn to nourish their body in a whole new way. With the power of our beliefs, our mindset, and our environment, and the understanding of our genetics, we can heal at the root cause. Welcome to the first episode of the PCOS Repair Podcast, where I want to set the groundwork for what PCOS actually is and also what it is not. There is a lot of misinformation out there. And in this episode, we will set the stage for all the future topics and give a clear understanding of a not so clear diagnosis. Because before we can improve our PCOS, we have to start by understanding it. So what is PCOS? Well, as the name indicates, polycystic ovarian syndrome, it's a syndrome. A syndrome is a way that the medical community and the scientific community tries to take a collection of symptoms and findings that are obscure and chaotic, and we try to package them into a neat, tidy box so that we can have an easier time understanding it and discussing it with patients. So with polycystic ovarian syndrome, what is causing the symptoms is not as much of what the syndrome is focusing on. It's focusing on a collection of findings such as abnormal lab values, cysts on the ovaries, patient history of irregular periods, not ovulating, unable to get pregnant, having recurrent miscarriages, as well as laboratory findings of hormone disturbances and so forth. The symptoms that you may see or that you may experience if you are thinking you may have polycystic ovarian syndrome, or if in fact you have achieved that diagnosis with your healthcare provider may include things like irregular and difficult periods, low fertility and non-ovulatory cycles um, leading to a difficulty of being able to get pregnant, weight management struggles, and, and especially excess stubborn tummy weight, adult cystic acne, hair loss or male pattern hair loss, where we lose hair from our temples or the top of our head, excess growth of dark, thick hair on the face and body, mood disturbances such as anxiety or depression, and even difficulty sleeping, low energy and sleep disturbances, insomnia, um, inability to go to sleep, hard time waking up, all of those fall under the sleep disturbances and they can contribute to low energy as can our inflammation and our sugar regulation throughout the day to name a few of the common symptoms that we see in women with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So what causes this to be the case with a syndrome? It is not black and white. This is why it can be very difficult to arrive at a diagnosis. 
Some doctors are very happy to provide the diagnosis when your symptoms appear to fit this disorder. Other doctors are less anxious to give you a label and because they don't have any great tools of addressing PCOS, kind of shrug it off as less important and drive patients crazy. Neither one of these is right or wrong. What it is, is that we have so many variations of the appearance of polycystic ovarian syndrome or things similar to it, that it creates a conundrum of whether or not we label a patient with this diagnosis or not. On a practical level, you as an individual person want to know what's going on. So when you are experiencing these symptoms, although this isn't a diagnosis that you necessarily want to have, a diagnosis can create a peace of mind. It can be a nice starting point for then what do I do about it? But it's also really important to understand what polycystic ovarian syndrome is not. It is not a reproductive disorder. This list of symptoms that we just went over is not all about periods and fertility. You notice there was weight issues, mood disturbances, sleep problems, energy problems, skin problems. It's a very wide range of things that are being affected when we talk about polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so it's really important to first of all, realize it is not a reproductive disorder. It is a metabolic and endocrine disorder that can affect our reproductive system, our hormones that affect our periods and our fertility. What is a metabolic system? This is the system in our body that regulates and manages our energy. It works with all of the hormones and systems needed to deal with our food. So are we hungry? Do we need to eat food? It tells us, are we hungry or are we not hungry? When we do eat, it helps our body say, we need to release insulin so that we can absorb blood sugar. It tells our body when we need to go to sleep and when we need to wake up with our circadian rhythms, it tells us if we need to fight or flight in our stress response to our environment. So all of these kind of fall under an energy management system. And this is really the deep root causes of our PCOS. We're going to get to that in a few episodes, but for now, just understanding that PCOS goes way beyond our ability to get pregnant or have regular periods. PCOS is probably misnamed because it's really not about polycystic ovaries. That is a symptom that some women may find, but it's not a cause of the hormone imbalance. It is a symptom. When our hormones are imbalanced, we may find that each month, instead of having an ovulatory cycle, we start to mature an egg, but we don't get it fully matured and it remains a follicle. If this continues month after month after month, we will get a collection of these halfway matured follicles and on ultrasound, they look cystic. And that's where we got the name polycystic ovarian syndrome, because in many women, we were having this finding and we didn't fully understand, is this a cause? Is this a symptom? Like what, what is going on? Well, now we know this is just one symptom that some women may have. If you don't have polycystic ovaries, it doesn't mean that you do not have PCOS. Really what we're looking for with PCOS is on labs, are you showing signs of hormone imbalance? After all, it is a syndrome. It's just a collection of symptoms that paint a picture of underlying disorders and hormone imbalances that need to be addressed. So this leads to the question, well, what causes PCOS? Am I born with it? Um, why do I have it? Some people wonder because no one else in their family has it. Some people feel like, well, I must've gotten it from my family because I have aunts that have it. My mom has it. I have a sister that has it. Although not everyone in my family has it enough people do. So what causes it? Not too long back, we said, we don't know. 
We don't know what causes it. We just see that you have this collection of um, symptoms and we, you know, call it this, you know, syndrome. And this is, you know, we can give you some birth control and so forth and, you know, help you with infertility treatments if you're trying to get pregnant. Well, now as of 2019, a study came out showing a genetic tendency. As we have learned more and more about that, it is not one gene that is involved. It is hundreds of genes that can be involved. Each individual woman may have a couple of these genes, not all of them. And these genes are genes that affect things like blood sugar regulation, our inflammatory regulation, our response to our environment and our stress levels. And these genes are not a PCOS gene. What it is, is a slight change in the genetics that assist in the management of these root underlying metabolic and endocrine systems in our body. Ultimately, what this means is that we have a tendency. It's not a black and white genetic disposition. So unlike brown eyes or blue eyes or blonde hair or dark hair, these genes are left up to our environment to help shape how they are going to express themselves throughout our life. So the good news with this is that our environment, something that we can control to the mo to the, to a something that we can control to a large extent has a huge impact on our PCOS. So again, to recap, what causes PCOS is a genetic tendency towards being sensitive to our environment. Now, because there are so many different genes and so many different combinations of which genes can be affected in each individual, and because each individual has a very unique environment and has had a very unique environment since they were even in their mother's womb to their childhood, to their adolescence, and now in their adulthood, there is a huge variety of how this will be expressed. And that is why we do not see a cookie cutter appearance of PCOS. And we definitely can't have a cookie cutter approach to PCOS treatment. So that begs the question, well, how do we treat PCOS? The first step, and we will get into this in future episodes. So I'm just going to give a surface overview of how to treat PCOS. Now, of course, there are the medical ways and none of those are bad or wrong. They are what they are. They don't treat PCOS in their entirety. We will talk about that also in other episodes, but none of them are wrong. However, here, when we're looking at really repairing our PCOS on the PCOS Repair Podcast, we want to look at how can we really get in there to the root cause of PCOS and make a huge impact and ultimately reverse our symptoms altogether. In order to do that, we first have to start with understanding our body and what's going on in our specific unique root causes. Sure. They're not completely unique to us and that there are only a few basic root causes that everyone can have, but our combination. And so understanding our primary root cause is the first step. I have created a quiz to help you assess that. And so I will include the link to take that quiz in the show notes. And again, we will talk about it more in future episodes. The next step, once you understand what your PCOS root cause is, is to understand how your environment is affecting that root cause. And ultimately, how can you adjust your environment to support and nourish and care for your root causes in a way that will help your body to thrive and to reverse and limit the symptom of PCOS? So basically, our environment can be altered when we understand the root cause to turn off or to dampen the genetics that are leading to the symptoms of PCOS. This is the part where it's all a little bit of trial and error. I can give you a ton of tools and tips, and we will talk about this again in more detail in further episodes, but this is where learning what lifestyle works for you and uniquely you becomes extremely important. In my programs and in my resources, I don't tell someone 
this is the way to do it, steps to take. And this is the way to listen to your body to get the feedback that you need in order to care for your unique body and your health the way that your body is asking for. That is the way that we want to approach really treating PCOS at the root cause so that we can feel amazing in our bodies, have excellent fertility when we want it, have easy, painless, regular periods so that they don't drive us crazy on a monthly basis so that we can live in a body that is at the weight and at the strength and fitness that we desire so that we can have energy and enjoy our life to the fullest. This is what we are trying to achieve when we think about treating PCOS. So in closing, now you'll have a better understanding as we go forward to future episodes of what PCOS is. I want to leave you with a few resources to get started with reversing your PCOS. And you can find those in the show notes with this episode. I look forward to you joining me on future episodes. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss them. Bye for now. Did you know that studies of PCOS epigenetics have shown that our environment can either worsen or completely reverse our PCOS symptoms? I believe that although PCOS makes us sensitive to our environment, it also makes us powerful. When we learn what our body needs and commit to providing those needs, not only do we gain back our health, but we grow in power just by showing up for ourselves. This is why I've created a guide for you to get started. My PCOS fertility meal guide can be found in the show notes below. I want to show you how to create an environment that promotes healing while still being able to live a life that you enjoy. This guide is completely free. So go get your copy now so that you can step into the vision that you have for your life and for your health. Thank you.